Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In today's podcast, you will hear from leading experts in myelodysplastic syndromes who discuss the importance of CD47 as a target in MDS, agents under investigation, and future outlooks. First, you will hear from Naval Dava, who highlights the rationale behind targeting CD47 in MDS. So CD47 is a immune checkpoint that uh, inhibits the macrophages. So there's an interaction called CD47 SERP alpha, and this interaction shuts down macrophages, which are important cells to attack the tumor cells in the body. And so by blocking this uh, inhibitory interaction, we release the macrophages from this uh, dampening signal and they are then able to attack the tumor cells, whether they are lymphoma, leukemia, and maybe even solid tumors, although clinically we don't know yet. And so this pathway actually is very heavily expressed in AML and MDS cells, including in stem cells. This was shown by the group at Stanford, Ravi Majedi and others, that this is a very important pathway in two in three diseases, MDS, AML, and in lymphomas. And so those are the three areas where the CD47 inhibition is kind of moving forward. Uh, in MDS, you know, we are evaluating it in uh, clinical studies, both single arm and now recently in a randomized phase three study that just completed enrollment. And we hope to see if what we saw from the single arm studies in the preclinical data will confirm that CD47 inhibition is an important target and pathway for MDS. Next, you will hear from Uwe Platzbecker and Naval Dava, who comment on the mechanism of action of anti-CD47 antibodies and current agents under investigation in this space. So CD47 is a antigen which is expressed sometimes also overexpressed on myeloid progenitor cells in not only MDS but also AML and it's a so-called don't eat me signal uh, which basically prevents a macrophage associated uh, cell killing. So by blocking this pathway, by blocking CD47, you engage macrophages and also other immune cells to basically kill or eliminate uh, early progenitor cells in MDS and AML. There's actually a great variety of antibodies out at the moment for clinical research. The one who is most developed is so-called so macrolimab, uh, where actually at this ash also data are presented um, with regards to the activity in the combination with azacitidine in p53 mutated mds and aml patients it appears that this uh, combination is superior to hma based therapy alone however there is a large randomized phase 3 trial which is currently running and which at the end of the day will hopefully to the uh, get to the approval of this uh, agent in treatment of mds and aml so currently, um, there are about five different CD47 uh, targeting agents that are in clinic for MDS. Uh, these include, of course, the one that's most advanced with the most data, megrolumab, but there are others, TTI622, ALX, uh, DSP107, uh, Shatuk Labs, etc. But with megrolumab, we have now uh, presented and hopefully will publish soon frontline data with 95 intermediate high, very high risk MDS patients. And we saw that the overall response rate was about 76%. 
which is very encouraging given that AIDS alone historically has given overall response rates about 35 to 40%. And the true CR rate with this uh, combination was about 33, 34%. With AIDS alone across many, many studies in the last five to seven years, the true CR rate has been 17 to 18%. So almost doubling. So we think that there will be a role for use of azamegrolumab in the frontline intermediate high, very high risk MDS. Uh, of course, to confirm the single uh, arm signal, we have a randomized study called the Enhanced Study, which has already randomized uh, 500 plus patients to azamegrolumab versus aza placebo. And we hope in 2023 to have some of the top line data, the co-primary endpoints are CR and OS, and hopefully we will have that information. And if it's positive, then megrolumab will be approved and become the new standard of care for all frontline MDS, especially the intermediate and high-risk ones. Lastly, David Salmon highlights other targets of interest in the MDS space and factors to consider for future clinical trials. There's really four um, major agents in, in pivotal phase three trials. We've, we've discussed um, agrolimab. Another one is sabatolimab, which is um, completed accrual in their phase three trial, um, which has an OS-powered uh, study. It, it's unique in that sabatolimab targets TIM3 and that it targets both the leukemic stem cell as well as um, blocking an, a negative immune checkpoint on T cells, sort of a, a dual-pronged approach. I think the key, um, and to be the most important abstract actually presented at this meeting in MDS is uh, um, being presented by Dr. Zadon which was the randomized phase two trial. I think the negative of this study is that um, response rates were not improved. I don't think that's necessarily that surprising based on the earlier phase one data, but the goal was to see an improvement of event-free survival. And unfortunately that was not, um, in the total population was not beneficial. Although in the subset of patients with intermediate risk disease, there did uh, appear to be some separation. And I think there's interest in looking at that group by itself. I think that being said, it's a smaller randomized phase two trial and we're still optimistic about looking at the at the phase three trial, but I do think it was a setback, uh, you know, from those results to date. Um, the Verona trial is the phase three venetoclax trial. I think there's been a lot of real world data showing relatively similar outcomes to phase one. Again, a majority of patients responding, although true complete remissions around this 30% realm. I think we're also eagerly awaiting both the CR and OS readouts of that phase three trial. And the last pivotal one I would uh, mention is tamiberitine, which is a RARA agonist um, in the SELECT-1 MDS trial. So it's, it's only um, being targeted in patients that have RARA overexpression, which is around 50% of MDS patients. It's actually the only ongoing, actively accruing study. Um, so I think it's worthwhile from that perspective. And then I think a lot in the future is thinking about you know, different triplet combinations. I'd be very um, you know, interested in looking at azavenmagro and aza magrosabatolumab and MDS, and I hope those trials can uh, occur in the future. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJHemonk and subscribe to VJHemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. Until next time.